Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. Today we have a special session on this special day, the Republic Day of India. And uh, I am going to be having a guest host who is going to be hosting this program. And he will tell you all about it. What is it trying to do? And what are the uh, different participants who will be giving their points of view? So with the, without further delay, let me introduce our guest host, for the evening, Dr. Ratan Sharda. Sharda ji, namaskar and welcome namaskar, to Pedro's channel. Good day to uh, meet you. <laughs> pleasure is all mine, sir. Uh, uh, Ratan Sharda ji, now I hand over the baton to you. It's your show, sir. And I'm just going to view, uh, minimize myself and I'll be down watching everything. If I have a question, I'll of course ask your permission and ask that question. But the show is yours. Over to you, sir. Thanks, Sri, for giving a platform. It's wonderful to have a platform which has wide circulation and wide audience as well as various media. Uh, this program is going to be broadcast on many platforms. Uh, welcome all the brothers and sisters, friends on this wonderful Republic Day, which is a landmark Republic Day when we have seen the missing pages of history being inserted into our uh, memory with Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose. Uh, image uh, sculpture coming in uh, Rajpath under a historic canopy. Uh, today we have an interesting discussion uh, which actually arose because of the book which M.R. Venkatesh has written, Retaining the Balance, the Eternal Way. This book has two aspects. One is his insistence that we have, we need to look at our economic policies afresh. Then he links it to constitution that why the constitution needs also needs a relook so that his economic policies can flourish. It is one of the most original and one of the most provocative and thought-provoking book. As uh, Ashwini Sanghi said that read it at your own peril, whether you like it or not. So that's the kind of book that is. Uh, now with this book, this idea of discussing whether our constitution has Bharatiya perspective, this is the topic of the discussion. With me, today is a very eminent panel a panel, each of whom can carry the day for himself or herself. Uh, the first uh, senior most uh, participant is to, uh, to come a little late, so I'll introduce her later. I begin with Dr. M.R. Venkatesh himself. Uh, Dr. M.R. Venkatesh is a CA. He's a PhD. He's a Supreme Court lawyer and text practitioner. And uh, he's a writer of many books, the most recent being the thought-provoking, Retaining the Balance, the Eternal Way. Welcome, uh, MRV. Namaskar, sir. Then Namaskar. we have Dr. Anand Ranganathan. We know him as a very, very erudite, uh, you know, data flowing from his, uh, from him like uh, like Ganga and continuously and people don't know how to stop it, how to damn him. So he's <laughs> damned by many people rather than be damned. So he's a BSc from St. Stephen's. Wrong place to start with in terms that he's supposed to be right wing now. He's a BA in natural science, he's a PhD, and he's also MA honorary in history from Pembroke College, Cambridge University. Again, another passion of British imperialism. He has, <laughs> won, a, he has won a number of awards and honors mm -hmm. as a scientist and a researcher. He has written three books of fiction, and he specializes in research of infections and especially on TB. So welcome, Dr. Arand Ranganathan. Thank you, Ratan. We pleasure. have the redoubtable Rahul Roshan, uh, most known for his satire and his uh, tongue-in-cheek humor. I don't know whether he is the eminent intellectual or not, 
so i will not uh, try to guess he is a maths graduate from patna university he is an mba from iim ahmedabad he is a pa uh, he is a post graduate diploma holder from in journalism on iims imc he started his tv as a tv journalist before uh, doing his mba and uh, he is a serial entrepreneur he launched a cricket based gaming website he uh, ran a humor satire website it was so good that it was taken over then he has a news and opinion site uh, which he is running very successfully one of the most successful sites today whom even the multinational corporations fear now with this introduction of the panel and fourth one professor kusumlata kedia will be joining uh, soon she is busy with another program today so we are talking about whether the constitution has the bharati element or whether we can have insertion of bharati element in our constitution i will begin with two quotes from dr ambedkar first one he says after finish after the constitution of past he said on the 26 january 1950 we are going to enter into a life of contradictions in politics we will have equality in social and economic life we will have inequality in politics we will be recognizing the principle of one man and one vote and one vote one value in our social and economic life we shall by reason of our social and economic structure continue to deny the principle of one man one value how long shall we continue to live in this life of contradictions how long shall we continue to deny equality in our social and economic life then he ends up saying if we continue to deny it for long we will do so only by putting our political democracy in peril we must remove this contradiction at the earliest possible moment or else those who suffer from inequality will blow up the structure of the political democracy which this assembly has so laboriously built up so there is a sense of caution from him when he talked about it and then in september 1953 he says my submission is this that no harm can be done to democratic constitution if our constitution is amended so this is the starting point that constitution has been assumed to have reasons to be amended or looked upon again it is not that we can't really change anything because if that was so we would not have 100 amendments in the constitution nor would I have seen the even preamble itself being distorted with this opening remark i offer the uh, stage to mr venkatesh to introduce his idea which he has put in his book and what does he mean when he says that we need dharmic elements in our constitution which seem to be missing mr venkatesh you are on mute mr you are on mute I'm sorry, uh, Ratanji. What I uh, said was that you have made a very important and a very uh, provocative quote from uh, Ambedkar. Let me continue it uh, and uh, take it uh, further by quoting uh, Dr. B. R. Ambedkar on 15th November uh, 1948 during the Constituent Assembly debate. He says, "What should be the policy of the state? How the society should be organized in its social and economic." side are matters which must be decided by the people themselves according to time and circumstances it cannot be laid down in the constitution itself because that is destroying democracy altogether 
if you uh, if you state in the constitution that the social organization of the state shall take a particular form you are in my judgment taking away the liberty of the people to decide what should be the social organization in which they wish to live it is perfectly possible today for the majority of people to hold that the socialist organization of society is better than the capitalist organization of society but it would be perfectly possible for thinking people to devise some other form of social organization which might be better than the socialist organization of today or tomorrow i do not see therefore why the constitution should tie down the people to live in a particular form and not leave it to the people themselves to decide it for themselves this is ambedkar in 1948 november 15 now why did i make this reference here is that the framers of the constitution were very clear that one that this constitution that they are adopting is not something that is cast in stone they have to revisit it and they did not arrogate to believe that they had all the wisdom for future generations they were they were really humble people that they thought that here is what we could do the best for the day and when they tried to do the best for the day it is very important to also consider very uh, 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 an important fact that the constitution of india by and large drew inspiration like a bollywood movie does of a hollywood movie from the 1935 government of india act and it was it was lifted in substantial parts and and what it was rechristened as the constitution of india so on two important aspects one that the framers of the constitution themselves considered yes we have to revisit several issues and we will leave it to the judgment of the future generation and two that this constitution was by and large inspired by the government of india act now almost 75 years has passed we definitely have this time resources intellectual prowess and we have the capacity we need to revisit the constitution and see whether we redraw the constitution based on the good experience of the last 70 years and also to see whether there is something more to be drawn about which would be the inspiration or 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 our experience of the last 2000 5000 years the hindu civilization the great dharmic civilization that we had and choose the best out of it and redraft the constitution imbibing the best of all these things that we can present to ourselves this would what would be my initial uh, submission Uh, any of the panelists wants to make an initial remark, or should I open up with some query? I can start with a query. Since M R Venkatesh talks about uh, the missing Bharatiya values, so my question to him is: What do you think is the missing core of the Bharatiya values in the Constitution? I can start with uh, Rahul Roshan. Ah, this this would be best, uh, you know, kind of addressed by the author himself. you know and uh, to be pretty honest uh, i you know i might be the least competent in this uh, you know august panel to uh, you know comment on these things in fact i i joined to learn uh, obviously i'm not yes, so cool. <laughs> 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 yeah. so you know i mean uh, and and this is this is a topic that has been uh, you know gaining ground for definitely for at least 3 years you know like we we have found an articulation uh, where you uh, you authors like mr and uh, there have been others obviously you know for example sai deepak we have been coming up with this articulation that we need to question some of the you know uh, 
assumes wisdom or assumes traditions which which kind of uh, you know cast in stone the this constitution that this cannot be changed or this is something uh, that that is so pure and so perfect that any tinkling uh, you know is immediately uh, shouted as uh, trying to uh, change the uh, change the nature of india or idea of india as they say uh, and uh, professor ambedkar he is often used as uh, the tool to uh criticize any any of such thought process and any any idea any thought that something needs to be changed or something needs to be even relooked into the entire constitution is uh, presented as an attack on uh, dr ambedkar and by extension uh, uh, an attack on dalits so uh, so this uh, you know i would rather begin by saying that uh, it's very important that that uh, we we have these debates and people know about it uh, what is missing the you know the four bhartiya values and all that obviously i would actually be more interested in listening from mr about uh, about these things uh, as i told you i'm not really an ex- expert on this subject uh, but there has been new articulation and i can definitely sense you know as a layman as somebody who is interested in this entire debate that uh, that you know the assumption that uh, you know we we gave this constitution to ourselves uh, ourselves in 1949 and uh, you know adopted it in 50 and uh, that that it was somehow perfect reflection of what india was or what indian culture was that definitely is not uh, you know that that that, that is not coming uh, across as uh, the final truth uh, you know uh, uh, if you look at the debates in constituent assembly uh, and the entire uh, way in which uh, this constitution has been arrived there are elements you know which which kind of hint that perhaps the idea was more you know the, the entire process was more uh, inspired or more uh, you know driven by in, uh, by various constitutions of the world by various other ideas that might not be you know that perfectly cannot be termed as bhartiya values or indian values uh, i would rather I, i'm not sure how much uh, of uh, uh, you know uh, hate that i might get but <laughs> the, the the constitution of india and the uh, the debates around that it it kind of uh, appears to be more uh, in deference to the ideas of french revolution rather than indian ethos you know at, at least that's what it appears to me that you know it it's it's it were those ideas that were more sacrosanct to our drafting committee and our, our people not everyone i'm not painting everyone with that brush but it it appears as if the ideas that came of uh, from the french revolution and then you know the best of the ideas from say i mean supposedly best of the ideas from uh, the constitution of us and constitution of other countries uh, countries they were uh, adopted i'm not saying that's not a bhartiya value obviously uh, often it has been repeated that let the best uh, things from the entire uh, world uh, uh, you know come inside this is what the vedas say so that can be argued that okay that that's also very uh, bhartiya uh, core but in essence i don't think uh, uh, what is indian or what is indic was really on on the top of the mind of people when they were framing the constitution uh, it was more of the modern ideas at that point of time as i said uh, even the french revolution had uh, was an event that was 
more than a couple of centuries old by the time we we adopted our constitution but that still was uh, perhaps the most sacrosanct thing that our founding fathers were looking at and uh, and it's 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 so good that uh, you know first you quoted dr ambedkar and then mr also quoted uh, dr ambedkar and even i vaguely you know kind of remembered that dr ambedkar at least in in his view was very clear that this is not something that is uh, that is cast in stone and and is forever it's not really a holy book in that sense that nothing can be changed because he he believed that if we come up with that kind of a uh, you know uh, approach towards constitution then we are being completely unfair to the future generation i mean how they want to govern themselves how they want to uh, you know have uh, a different idea of india maybe uh, how how can uh, 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 you know uh, any generation deny that right uh, and that that should be actually the basic right uh, to the future generation so so as i said in in i uh, specifics i would leave to experts uh, and i'm here to learn as well but this is this is a very important debate this is a very important uh, uh, you know discussion that needs to happen today uh, you know this entire alarmism about uh, whether constitution some part of it or maybe entire way of uh, looking at it needs to be uh, you know uh, changed and and it's it's ridiculous that uh, the preamble itself has been changed and that also while the country was uh, under emergency and uh, and despite that you know it it's if someone talks about even talks or discusses about a need to have a relook at the constitution or or to discuss if indian ethos have been properly captured or they have been the driving spirit of the constitution that creates more alarmism then say if somebody says that okay if you are so in love with constitution or if, if you you are in so much in love with what our founding fathers did then at least do away with those two words that were inserted in uh, you know uh, while while the country was uh, going to, uh, under emergency so so there is a a big hypocrisy uh, uh, from the side of people who get uh, alarmed or who try to scuttle such debates and uh, you know as i said i, I definitely have more views but yeah. i am more uh, you know in this discussion uh, willing to learn and uh, i would leave the specifics to the uh, the experts so that's how smart i was i took up the moderator job because i didn't know much about it so i thought i'll ask others to give me answers <laughs> and we are uh, we have with us now professor kusumlata kedia professor kusumlata kedia aapka swagat hai she is a renowned social scientist and a development economist she was an uh, she was a member of executive council of banaras university she was a former national fellow of indian social science research institute and a former director dharampal research foundation and uh, dharampal shodh peet uh, as they call it in bhopal and also gandhi sansthan varanasi bahut articulate hai inke sath ek youtube mein aa chuka hu aur bahut bhasha parwah hai bahut gyan hai to abhi main agla isme bulaunga before i call uh, you know that uh, uh, rahul just talked about three year old debate but i'd like to quote from an older debate way back in 1988 there was a discussion on indian political system under the auspices of dindyal research institute in nagpur what they noted i'll just talk about one particular point what it says that actually india's political system and its constitution should be in keeping with its deep rooted traditions 
its idea should be dharma rajya this dharma is not to be confused with religion and the supremacy of uh, the code of human conduct that sustains society and supremacy of moral authority over state power it takes an integrated view of human needs not merely economic or political it recognizes the interdependence of man and man man and the environment it seeks to serve the genuine needs of the individual the community the nation and the humanity as a whole therefore all religions are likely to feel affinity for it as close to their social ethical uh, tenets the preamble to the constitution should clearly mention that the dharma rajya encompasses the ethical juridical principles and which are common to all religions so if you see then he, in one of the point it says mr for your kind attention the institution of family which under the impact of west oriented modernism is tending to break up must be nurtured the emphasis has to be on individual in society and not individual versus society now coming to the way constitution was uh, you know constructed i have one more point before i hand over to the next panelist in 1933 pandit nehru said indig- uh, he said indigenous government uh, to take place uh, in place of foreign government and if it kept all the vested interests intact this won't even be a shadow of the freedom but in april 1948 when constituent assembly was on he said one has to be careful to the steps one takes so as not to injure the existing system too much i am not brave and gallant enough to go about destroying any more then aladi krishna swami iyer who was one of the drafting members of the committee he said we are not starting a construction constitution of a new after revolution the existing administrative structure which has worked so well for so long cannot be altogether ignored in the frame in the new framework then we had professor shrinivasan who made a very interesting comment which i would like to quote verbatim he says the other day shrimati vijayalakshmi while addressing the united nations general assembly in paris observed with pride that we in india have borrowed from france the slogan of liberty equality fraternity we have taken this from england and that from america but she did not say what we have borrowed from our own political historical past from our long and checkered history of which we are so proud having said this i would also like to remind that dr ambedkar clearly said that this idea of liberty equality and brotherhood comes from buddha dharma not from french revolution that was the statement so with this i would like to invite uh, doctor anand rangathan to make his comment now uh, thanks very much uh, ratan and uh, all my fellow panelists and once again congratulations to uh, mrv for a wonderful book i've read the book at the manuscript stage and i absolutely loved it and mrv knows that um so it would uh, be uh, i i don't want it to be a little bit uh, of a shock to mr when i say that his book is deeply flawed uh, in in two respects one mr you expect morality and ethics out of politicians so that's the the first blunder <laughs> number 2 is you expect sincerity out of what is essentially a tribal culture which is the set of a group of parliamentarians so that is the second flaw other than that as i said and i have given a quote for the book as well i absolutely love the book uh, and i think everyone who is completely powerless like the common man like us would love the book people who have the power would probably hate it because the book calls for them to take action and there, as pv narsimha rao said 
to not take a decision is also to take a decision now uh, in today's uh, environment as mr says uh, should we redraft relook at the constitution i am afraid mr that is uh, that's very difficult thing to do because we are a set of people increasingly who don't even agree on twitter how the hell are we going to agree on you know something that is supposed to define or that has defined us for the last 75 years and going forward that is set to define us i mean and you look at the opposition you look at the kind of things the outrage that they do on almost on a daily basis i mean uh, they are even outraging on that modi is constructing toilets why because you know that is taking away the bonding time of females when they go at 6 o'clock in the morning to the fields so modi is wrong fit india is wrong this is wrong that is wrong clothes are wrong cars are wrong do you think they would agree to something as philosophical and basic as a constitution morality or constitution so i think that we 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 can debate on that i'm sorry i i don't i always look at a glass which is half full three quarters full but here uh, mr i hope you get the picture it's it's just uh, i mean the, the way the politicians have taken our country forward quote and quote forward is just so demoralizing that i i really am left with every waking day less and less hope uh, now let me give you a couple of examples first of all i i want to throw it to my fellow panelists do we really need a constitution i mean for example the uk doesn't have a constitution does it suffer so much is it so much worse off than india do we really need these set of super rules that are the fountain head of laws that people mostly don't understand i i i put it to you that constitution our constitution is like a meme that says sunne mein bahut acha laga lekin samajh mein kuch nahi aaya Uh, to be very honest with you 99% of indians have that feeling towards constitution no one has read it and no one wants to be governed by it because everyone's it's it's a they they believe that we are a democracy and that's about it because and i dare say that the constitution doesn't believe in our people and our people don't believe in the constitution for example three three things i will take from the preamble itself rahul mentioned two of them india would be a socialist republic kyun bhai kisne keh diya Dr. Ambedkar Ratan said, "Ki and in fact, MR quoted that. Dr. Ambedkar said we should not insert the word socialist because, uh, you know, I don't want maybe today we are socialist. Ten uh, years, twenty years down the line, we will be capitalist. I don't want our, uh, you know, people to be governed by a set of rules that is so firmly laid down that nothing can be changed. So how, the, you know, we have actually suffered. We are countless millions. I, I can say confidently say have actually died." because we believe that we should walk on the path of socialism socialism has actually murdered indians let me put it very bluntly and we would be foolish to assume that this is not true so something a golden word inscribed in the preamble has murdered millions of indians number 2 we would be a secular one as uh, rahul said emergency mein ye ghuser diya secular are bhai secular hai hum kya absolutely not we don't even understand what the meaning of secular is we've been trying to redefine it or re uh, you know i don't know naya shringar kar diya jaise us pe aur hamare hamara secular ka matlab alag hai tumhare secular ka matlab alag hai aise nahi hota bhai ek word ka matlab hota hai agar aapko word accept karna hai aap accept kare otherwise kaam secular nahi hai you can't say secular has two meanings one for the west one for us no secular is an absolutely written in stone Uh, uh separation between the church and state if we don't accept that term let us not call ourselves secular let us call ourselves happily plural and we are plural there are half a dozen 
you know, amendments. There are half a dozen uh, articles in the constitutions that make us plural, not secular. So we don't we don't believe in these two words. Number one, number two, and this is what really pains me. Ye ek aur cheez insert kar di Congress ne. We will have a scientific temperament. Really, really. Indira Gandhi believed in scientific temperament. Nehru believed in scientific temperament. Unko sunao jo wo Rajiv Gandhi ka horoscope lagana chahte the. Aur ab kaun se scientific temperament ki baat kar rahe ho? Jab aapke 99% of the people or whatever you know majority of the people around the world they believe the earth was created in seven days. That God created animals. That God created everything. Adam and Eve. Ribs hai aayi hai. Jab ye sab aap believe karte ho, to aap kaise keh rahe ho ki aapme scientific temperament hai? You can't have uh, you know two rules. I'm sorry. You either have scientific temperament or you don't. And I'm not saying that you must have it. Otherwise, you are a lesser human. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You can be perfectly religious. It's absolutely fine with me. I'm not here to denigrate anyone who is not an atheist. Or not. But you can't be both. You can't believe that the earth was actually created in a week by God and say and claim that I have scientific temperament. It doesn't work like that. You can't say. Uh, that the prophet, uh, you know, uh, ascended to heaven on a uh, on a uh, donkey-like creature, and at the same time say, "I have scientific temperament." You can't say that Jesus walked on water, that Jesus turned uh, um, uh, wine in uh, blood into wine. You can't say those things, and at the same time say that, "Look, I am a believer in constitution, and I firmly believe that I have scientific temperament." I'm sorry, you, you don't do that. So here I've given you very briefly three examples where the constitution doesn't trust its own people. And the people, it's not a question of trusting the constitution assembly. Ignore it. Are hatao yar. Scientific temperament. What rubbish. I believe in what I believe. Are hatao yar. Secular, socialist. I am a capitalist. I am not a secular, and I don't have this so-called scientific temperament. I believe in what I believe. So the Indian people are not going to change. Number two, very briefly, uh, Ratan ji, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit thirty seconds more. Take it. But if we have time, otherwise I'll stop. Do we have thirty more seconds? If I can. Because this yeah, is what I want. Thirty seconds are less than thirty seconds are the real sting. So let us. हाँ नहीं वो आ रहा है वो नेहरू नेहरू पे मैं आ रहा था वो मैंने बचा के रखा था. See, MR, you know, we I, and I explained to you that anything that BJP does or intellectuals in today's environment do, and Rahul alluded to this, it is loaded because people are going to have an accusatory finger. कि ये देखो संगी आ गया सब बदलने आ गया destroy कर रहा है हमारे देश को ये कर रहा है वो अलग बात है. That the co-founder of communist EMS Nambudripad said on the floor of the parliament, "I quote him: We are going to wreck Ambedkar's constitution from within." Quote unquote. This is Nambudripad saying this. But if you guys say that we want a change in the constitution, hi hi hi, what happened? Hindutva came, bhago bhago. India is no longer a democracy; it is a uh, electoral autocracy, or you know. So. But the fact of the matter is, in the last seven years, Modi has "quote unquote" changed or amended the constitution only three times, and that too, he, he was. It was with the support of the rest of the parliament. It was with the support of the opposition parties as well. I refer to the SCST Act and a couple of other things. If you look at Congress, if you look at Nehru, how many times have they amended the constitution? 118 times, if I'm not mistaken. MR would know the exact figure. Be sharmi se. फर्स्ट अमेंडमेंट लाए आप उसका पढ़ो 16 डेज त्रिपुर दमन ने जो लिखी है किताब यू वुड वीप यू वुड वीप एट द काइंड ऑफ थॉट नेहरू हैड 
and his inclination to change the constitution because of that thought. He said, we don't deserve liberal democracy. We don't deserve all those. I mean, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing, so I will not get the exact word. I've tweeted about this. I, th he was a dictator. Let's be honest about it. And we are suffering because of the First Amendment. So, this constitution hai, as a free speech absolutist, I am outraged by this constitution. Outraged. I believe I may be arrested tomorrow, but it's a scam. It is a great constitution for a banana republic. You are free, subject to some conditions. Are you free? If you are subjecting your freedom to seven or eight conditions, Rahul delightfully, delightfully uh, pointed to one condition that is. You can say whatever you want as long as it does not disturb the friendly relations between uh, uh, countries that India is friendly with. So Rahul wanted Rana Ayub to be arrested because, <laughs> because, because she had disturbed the friendly relations that India has with Saudi Arabia. Now, quite right. I, I mean, the absurdity is that if somebody was actually would look at Rahul's tweet, it, technically, Rana Ayub should be behind bars. अब इसमें आप कहोगे कि संघियों की गलती है अरे नहीं भाई संघी नहीं तो नेहरू की गलती है नेहरू ने कहा था नेहरू अगर होता ही वुड हैव अरेस्टेड राणा यू विद तौबा तौबा तुम सऊदी अरेबिया के अगेंस्ट ये क्या-क्या बोल रही हो मोहतरमा वो तो हमारे बहुत फ्रेंडली देश है आप ये नहीं बोल सकती यू डोंट हैव द फ्रीडम ऑफ स्पीच सो दिस इज एब्सर्ड दिस इज बिजार व्हाई शुड आई बी कंट्रोल्ड बाय अ सेट ऑफ रूल्स दैट हैज बीन अमेंडेड बाय डिक्टेटर्स लाइक नेहरू I think I'll stop there. I'll, I'll keep the rest of the, uh, the strychnine for uh, later parts. So, Anand, as provocative as always, today he looks more like an anarchist than a Democrat. But let it be. Let's have an open discussion. <laughs> so, I am Dr. Kusumrata Kediya Ji. And before we come, I want to say another thing. We the people. वो लोग कौन थे ऐसा लोग प्रश्न उठाते हैं कि वी द पीपल कौन थे जिन्होंने कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन को हामी भरी और ये रिप्रेजेंटेटिव थे क्या तो उसके अंदर डॉक्टर जयप्रकाश नारायण को कोट करूंगा मैं वो कहते हैं एक डेडिकेटेड सोशलिस्ट थे वो कमिटेड डेमोक्रेट थे उसके बारे में कोई शक कर नहीं सकता उनके बारे में तो उन्होंने क्या कहा था मैं कोट करूंगा वो कहते हैं कि इट द कॉन्स्टिट्यूट असेंबली did not represent the by it was not uh, made by the elected people it represented only 12% of the people it uh, we the people only 12% people uh, if you look at the people out of 89 members from states 28 were nominees of the rulers that is the princes and 41 are elected that too indirectly so how is it we the people with initial comments that uh, uh, Didi has listened to about what are the missing parts of uh, Bharati values that Vemar uh, Venkatesh talks about or the representative nature of constituent assembly and also whether we can at least have, have a look about how we can improve the constitution after 70 years of wonderful experience. It is not that nothing has happened. It is not that all the rulers have ditched the people and only made money and only have, uh, uh, you know, uh, brought in cor uh, corruption. Uh, with this uh, remark, I would like uh, Didi to make his, uh, her initial comments. How many minutes have I been? I was a little late. 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 I
तो इसके बाद में टाइम से दो तीन मिनट हो गए इंट्रोडक्टरी आप ले सकते हैं चार मिनट जी तो भारतीय वैल्यूज को खोजना ही नहीं चाहिए कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन में बहुत तेजी से बात कर रही हूँ 1914 से 1919 में पहली लड़ाई है उन्नीस से उन्नीस में दूसरा सेकेंड वर्ल्ड वॉर है और जो 20 का 20 साल 1919 से उन्नीस का इंटर वॉर पीरियड है ये यूरोपियन देशों की हड्डी में बुखार ला रहा है इतना टेंस है फर्स्ट वर्ल्ड वॉर में यूएसए इसी शर्त पर एंटर किया कि साहब ये कॉलोनी वॉलोनी और तुम्हारा एम्पायर वगैरह चलेगा नहीं इसको जाना है और पहली लड़ाई के बाद इंग्लैंड फ्रांस और उनके एलाइज की हालत अपने पैर पर खड़े रहने की नहीं थी सेकेंड वर्ल्ड वॉर में अमेरिका एंटर करने को तैयार नहीं था और जब एंटर किया तो बहुत साफ रूजवेल्ट का था नो मोर नो मोर कॉलोनीज कोई एम्पायर नहीं एंड वी आर नॉट गोइंग टू किल आवर यूथ फॉर योर एम्पायर तो फोर्टी फाइव के बाद वो लेबर पार्टी आई वो कमिटेड थी कि डी कॉलोनाइजेशन होना ही है अब इस डी कॉलोनाइजेशन में चर्चिल एंड कंपनी बड़ा सा नाम है हम लोग एक नाम ले रहे हैं उनका था कि भाई ये जो स्टार्लिंग बैलेंसेस है सेकेंड वर्ल्ड वॉर में जो इकट्ठे हुए हैं ये हमको देना नहीं पड़े निपटाना नहीं पड़े और या इनको हम कागज में वही कागज में वही खाते में इसको हम निपटा दें दूसरा ये था कि भारत से जो वन वे ट्रांसफर ऑफ रिसोर्सेस 1757 से 1947 तक चल रहा था वो इनसेसेंट आबाधित चलता रहे इसके लिए एक गवर्नेंस का टूल और मैनुअल थमा के जाना था और स्वाभाविक है कि गवर्नेंस उनके हाथ में देना था जो ब्रिटिशर्स के एलाइज थे जिसमें गांधी जी और नेहरू टॉप पर हैं अंग्रेजों ने कहा कि हम कांग्रेस के अध्यक्ष को ही हैंडओवर करेंगे यानी वही प्राइम मिनिस्टर बनेगा अध्यक्ष के चुनाव में जवाहरलाल नेहरू को एक सिंगल वोट नहीं मिला अगले दिन उसको गांधी जी के द्वारा बदलवाया गया कांग्रेस वर्किंग कमेटी के फैसले तो 1935 के एक्ट को फाइनली थमाया गया थोड़ा चेंज वेंज इधर उधर करके इस नेहरू और कांग्रेस के हाथ में नेहरू गांधी वाले कांग्रेस के हाथ में इन केस सैतालीस या अड़तालीस के बाद इनको उठाकर फेंक दिया जाए क्यों क्योंकि नेहरू माइनॉरिटी में नहीं थे नेहरू वॉइड एब इनिशियो थे नेहरू को एक भी वोट कांग्रेस वर्किंग कमेटी में नहीं मिला तो इतने अनपॉपुलर कमजोर आदमी के हाथ में रेंस ऑफ पावर दे रहे हैं तो सब कुछ लिखत पढ़त में हो जबकि बताया गया कि इंग्लैंड के पास न कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन था न है अब जो ये झंझट चल रहा है इसलिए किसी भारतीय वैल्यू को तलाशने की जरूरत नहीं है उसका सिंगल पर्पज था एक ऐसा गवर्न गवर्नमेंट और उस गवर्नमेंट का एक ऐसा मैनुअल जिसमें इंग्लैंड के इंटरेस्ट एज यूजल हैंडल होते रहे इसी दी सी बात अब रही बात परमानेंस की तो नेहरू कहते हैं कॉन्स्टिट्यूएंट असेंबली में 
पेज तीन सौ बाईस तीन सौ तेईस पर आठ ग्यारह उन्नीस अरे भाजपाइयों को प्रॉब्लम क्या है भाई नेहरू भक्त हो नेहरू को कोट कर दो नेहरू कह रहे हैं वो मैं कोटेशन नहीं ढूंढ पा रही हूं दिस इज अस्टली ड्रॉन मैनुअल ऑफ गवर्नेंस वेन वी विल बी लेजर वी विल ड्रॉ इट अगेन नेहरू कह रहे हैं नेहरू आपके आदर्श है कम से कम अटल बिहारी जी के लाल कृष्ण आडवाणी जी के तो आदर्श थे ही उन्हीं को कोट करो ना भाई ना तो कांग्रेसी नेहरू को डिनाई कर पाएगा ना सपा ना बसपा ना वो ममता वाला ना केजरीवाल वाला फिर वो कह रहे हैं व्हेन द वर्ल्ड इज इन टर्मोइल एंड वी आर पासिंग थ्रू अ वेरी स्विफ्ट पीरियड ऑफ ट्रांजिशन व्हाट वी मे डू टुडे मे नॉट बी होली केपेबल टूमारो मैं तो कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन वाली हूं नहीं मैं पहले थी डेवलपमेंट इकोनॉमिक्स वाली आजकल हूँ जियोपॉलिटिक्स वाली भारत पुनः कैसे अपने उसी स्थान पर प्रतिष्ठित हो जाए जिसकी चर्चा एंगस मेडिसन कह रहा है ये बाय चांस डिफॉल्ट में यहाँ आ गई दो चार किताबों को देखा तो इतना मिल रहा है केवल नेहरू को कोट करके इस मैनुअल को बदल दो क्योंकि गाड़ी बदल गई है अब एम्बेसडर नहीं है फीएट नहीं है ये स्टैंडर्ड गाड़ी भी नहीं है ये कोई नई गाड़ियां जिनके नाम मैं नहीं जानती हूँ वो गाड़ियां आ गई हैं तो इसका मैनुअल भी बदला जाएगा एक बात दूसरी बात जो सबसे बड़ा फार्स वी द पीपल ऑफ इंडिया 1935 के एक्ट में वो कहते हैं जी ब्रिटिश क्राउन के बिहाफ पर हम ये एक्ट बना रहे हैं आपके गवर्नेंस के लिए अब ये नालायक क्या कह रहे हैं We the people of India, having solemnly resolved to constitute India into this, 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 and to secure all its citizens, this, this, this. ये कह रहा है. अब ये खुद कह रहे हैं कि साहब अंग्रेज सरकार ने जिद किया कि हम तब जाएंगे जब तुम्हें constitution बना लो. और उस constitution को बनाने के लिए तीन सौ थ्री एट नाइन या कितने लोगों को उसने नियुक्त किया उसमें से दो सौ निन्यानवे बचे पार्टीशन के बाद अब ये जो सज्जन है जिनको कहा जाता है कि जी फादर है अब ये फादर मदर वाली जो कहानी है जो लोग चर्च वर्च को पढ़े हैं वो जानते हैं बाकियों को अपने माता पिता जैसी कोई चीज लगती है तो ये फादर ऑफ नेशन कहते हैं फादर ऑफ कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन कहते हैं डॉक्टर बी आर अम्बेडकर इन कंक्लूडिंग स्पीच इन कॉन्स्टिट्यूएंट असेंबली ऑन ट्वेंटी राव बी एन कौन है बेनेगल अभी आ रहे हैं इट बिलोंग्स टू पार्टली टू सर नाइटहुड दिया है किसने ब्रिटिश क्राउन ने कौन है आईसीएस है सिविल सर्वेंट है कौन Benegal Narsimha Rao, it belongs to Sir B. N. Rao, the constitutional advisor. 
to the constituent assembly who prepared a rough draft of the constitution for the consideration of drafting committee. 12 फरवरी को बेनेगल नरसिम्हा राव जो एक सिविल सर्वेंट है उसने बनाकर धर दिया ड्राफ्टिंग कमेटी बनती है एक मिनट ड्राफ्टिंग कमेटी जहां तक मेरा ध्यान है बनती है कभी अगस्त में इस ड्राफ्टिंग कमेटी में सात आदमी हैं चेयर्ड बाई अंबेडकर इस ड्राफ्टिंग कमेटी के कंसिडरेशन के लिए ब्रिटिश सरकार का आईसीएस सर बेनेगल एक ड्राफ्ट बना के दे देता है सबके लिए नहीं है वी द पीपल को तो बना ही नहीं क्या पता है असेंबली को भी नहीं पता है कॉन्स्टिट्यूएंट असेंबली को भी नहीं पता है केवल ड्राफ्टिंग कमेटी के लिए और ये कह कौन रहा है उसका चेयरमैन कह रहा है अब अभी ड्राफ्टिंग कमेटी को देख लीजिए टीटी कृष्णा मचारी कॉन्स्टिट्यूएंट असेंबली में कह रहे हैं मिस्टर प्रेसिडेंट सर आई एम वन ऑफ दोज इन दाउस अम्बेडकर वेरी केयरफुली आई एम फुली अवेयर ऑफ द अमाउंट ऑफ वर्क एंड एंथुजियाजम दैट ही ड्राफ्टिंग दिस कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन एट द सेम टाइम आई डू रियलाइज द अमाउंट ऑफ अटेंशन दैट वॉज नेसेसरी फॉर द पर्पज ऑफ ड्राफ्टिंग अंस्टिट्यूशन सो इम्पोर्टेंट टू अस एट दिस मोमेंट हैज नॉट बीन गिवेन टू इट बाई द ड्राफ्टिंग कमेटी कॉन्स्टिट्यूएंट असेंबली में कहा जा रहा है सात मेंबर हैं द हाउस इज पर सेवन मेंबर्स नॉमिनेटेड बाई यू नॉट इलेक्टेड बाई यू नॉमिनेटेड बाई यू वन हैज रिजाइंड फ्रॉम द हाउस बट वॉज रिप्लेस्ड वन डाइड नॉट रिप्लेस्ड वन वॉज अवे इन अमेरिका एंड हिज प्लेस वॉज नॉट फिल्ड अप एंड अदर पर्सन वॉज इंगेज इन स्टेट अफेयर्स and there was a void to that extent teen gaye ek mar gaya ek america mein hai ek state affair mein hai one or two people were far away from delhi and perhaps reasons of health did not permit them to attend panch gaye so it happened ultimately that the burden of drafting this constitution fell on dr ambedkar and i have no doubt that we are grateful to him for having achieved this task in a manner which is undoubtedly commendable our ambedkar mahoday keh rahe hain ji credit mujhe de rahe ho lekin ye mamla to hai ki ye rao sahab ne banaya hai ab sir benegal narsim rao kon hai a civil servant aage unka detail hai was appointed as the assembly's constitutional advisor in 1946 ड्राफ्टिंग कमेटी बनी है 47 अगस्त में ये हो गए हैं 46 में और फरवरी में ड्राफ्ट तैयार है रेस्पॉन्सिबल फॉर द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन जनरल स्ट्रक्चर राव प्रिपेयर हिज इनिशियल ड्राफ्ट इन फेब्रुवरी 1948 48 तो जो खास बात है वी द पीपल ये कितना बड़ा फार्स है इसके लिए एक उदाहरण काफी होगा वो 1860 में विक्टोरिया ने खुद को भारत का इम्प्रेस घोषित किया और इम्प्रेस घोषित करने के बाद एक डिक्लेरेशन दिया 
कि हम ये 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 करेंगे और हम ये 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 नहीं करेंगे और 1860 में पूरे भारत में डुगडुगी पीट के गली गली कोने कोने उस हिस्से में जहां अंग्रेजों का राज्य था ये कहा गया अखबार अखबारों में छापा गया दीवारों पर चिपकाया गया लेकिन ये जो कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन बना ये भारत वालों से पूछा गया नहीं पूछा गया बना लिया गया तो क्यों नहीं लिखा वी द इंडियन नेशनल कांग्रेस या जो जो भी जो है वो रिप्रेजेंटेटिव अंग्रेजों के कहने से जिन्ना को नेहरू को प्राइम मिनिस्टर जल्दी से बन जाने के लिए एक कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन एक्सेप्ट कर रहे हैं जैसे कि गुरु गोलवलकर को जी को सरदार पटेल ने कहा कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन बनाओ सरदार पटेल ने कहा कि आप राष्ट्रीय स्वयं सेवक संघ के सभी प्रचारकों को कांग्रेस सेवा दल या क्या है उसमें विलीन कर दो क्यों भाई आरएसएस में है तो कमिनल है और तुम्हारे पास आ जाएंगे तो तुम्हारा काम बन जाएगा क्या 1947 के जब बीस को एडॉप्ट किया 1949 नवंबर में आया 50 में शायद फरवरी में जनवरी में अडॉप्ट किया आपने देश को बताया कि तुम्हारे नाम पर हमने किया लगातार जो इलेक्शन हो रहा है ये क्या कह रहे हैं जी लोकतंत्र का उत्सव है तो लोकतंत्र के उत्सव में क्या तुमने बताया कि तुमसे जो टैक्स का पैसा हम ले रहे हैं उस पैसे से तुम अपने ही स्कूल में गीता नहीं पढ़ा सकते हो तुम अपने ही स्कूल में वेद नहीं पढ़ा सकते हो तुम वाल्मीकिकृत रामायण भी नहीं पढ़ा सकते हो तुम रघुवंशम भी नहीं पढ़ सकते हो तुम धर्म की शिक्षा नहीं दे सकते हो किंतु वी जिनको तुमने चुना है तुमने एक ऐसा कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन चुना है ये फार्स में कह रहे हैं जो कानून के तोड़ने वाले किस प्रकार का कानून रेप करने वाले मर्डर करने वाले कल से मेरा खून खोल रहा है जब से वो नाहिद हसीन कौन है कैराना वाले का समर्थकों का ये वीडियो चल रहा है कि तुम बीस हजार हो हम नब्बे हजार हैं और तुम्हारा ये हम सब कर देंगे ये लोग लेजिस्लेट करेंगे या आप साधारण भाषा में कहूं आप सब तो एक्सपर्ट्स हैं कि भारत के अपराधी भारत का कानून बनाएंगे भारत की जनता के सिर पर कील ठोकने के लिए और ये सब काम भारत की जनता ने यही तो ये कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन कह है मेरी समझ से मैंने पांच मिनट से ज्यादा ले लिया बहुत बहुत धन्यवाद कुसुमलता जी एज यूजल बहुत आर्टिकुलेट और बहुत प्रोवोकेटिव आई थिंक आनंद ये खुला मंच है मैं किसी को भी टोकता नहीं हूँ मैं किसी की बात को रोकता नहीं हूँ क्योंकि ये खुले मंच का डिस्कशन है ट्रूली रिपब्लिक डिस्कशन है ये अभी मैं सबसे प्रार्थना करूंगा दैट फॉर एवरी क्वेरी दैट आई है That the key element of Bharatiya thought is balance of rights and duties. क्योंकि भारत के अंदर पितृण की बात करते हैं पुत्र ऋण की बात करते हैं गुरु ऋण की बात करते हैं We talk about debt to the guru, debt to the mother and father, and also debt to the society. So we balance our duties along with our rights. Unfortunately, the constitution talked only about rights. 
and when rights were suppressed a, a clause was was added as kind of uh, upadesh that we should also we also have duties but there was no link between the duties and the and the rights this was introduced in 1976 when uh, the rights of the people had already been suppressed very badly during emergency so this balance of rights with duties because that is what dharma says and when modi ji talked about it a few days back there was huge uproar ki why you are saying that you also have duties we only have rights etc etc so coming to that balance between the rights and the duties i would like to open with mr venkatesh because that is his pet subject mr venkatesh see as far as a constitution which is uh, pivoted on only rights is basically a dysfunctional one especially people like us who are a dharmic society and even today when we talk about uh, our own society there is huge amount of dharmic balances left and that is how the society is still functional otherwise you don't man this country with say 50000 police stations for around uh, 7 lakh villages it's it's because the people believe in the order their dharmic duty their or, or their dharmic order and they believe in that the rule of law the uh, is existent because of the rule of dharma and rule of dharma is supreme and each one functions to the best of his duties but the problem is the state interjects these duties and uh, interjects and tries to tell us that look you don't have to perform your duties all that you have to wait is supine, be supinely indifferent and the state would somehow or the other uh, help you out and you have to only ask for the rights and this rights based idea as i have argued in my book uh, predominantly comes from the christian dam it is rights is never a hindu based or a civilization based uh, idea especially for bhartiyas we only believe in duties rights is imposed on us it is it is an alien thought it's an alien concept now if you have to and i am not against rights i i would love this rights to also continue but counterbalance these with duties and make these duties justiciable and i have given examples of a mexican constitution the mexican constitution believes that if you get married and have children it is your duty to ensure that the children go to schools and get educated in this country it is the fundamental right to get educated i don't understand what do you mean by fundamental right to get educated it is the duty of the parents to get get the children educated it is why they 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 bear the children and it is their responsibility in fact one one extreme was that uh, in in a uh, high court hearing a sitting judge of uh, high court has said that it is the duty of the state to feed a person even if he is absolutely lazy and doesn't want to work and he must be fed three times a day now it is very nice to hear such utopian ideas but the fact of the matter is who is going to provide money to the state the state cannot be borrowing today we are in a reckless borrowing spree and we are borrowing from our next generation to such an extent that it is now no longer seen as a viable uh, finance for the next generation as we will leave, leave it to the next generation and the finances of the state are in a horrendous situation so all these things raises a very important question whether we must be a welfare state or the state must aim at the welfare of the people the state must obviously aim at the later it must obviously aim for the welfare of the people but we have said the state is a welfare state i don't know from where we got this idea especially convoluted idea of a welfare state it, it uh, rhymes nicely and article 38 of the constitution which deals with the subject unfortunately has been twisted even by the courts to suggest that we are a welfare state 
and that is basically because of the hydraulic pressure of uh, uh, socialism and welfareism that nehru brought in and this has brought us to this extent that if we are a private company we will not even be referred to nclt we will be as a state referred to liquidators office for being liquidated so this must be borne in mind as to the seriousness of the issue that today we are not a solvent uh, country we are basically an insolvent country i don't want to give the numbers that will uh, frighten many of the viewers here uh, but the numbers are really really worrying for me as as i would see what we would uh, leave it for the next generation Ratanji, you are not audible. But I seem to be. No, no, again you have switched. Uh -huh. Now it's okay. Now, yeah. Anand, your comments. This must be one of the, I think, the exceptional debate where we are talking, <clears throat> no one's heckling anyone else. And yet my blood pressure is rising so much. And I have to admit. It is, uh, this is a lesson for uh, the viewers and listeners ki sirf ladai, heckling, hatha pai se hi BP ni badta. Philosophical discussion aap kar rahe aur aap usme aap ghus jayen. So when you start lamenting what the state has done over the last 70 years, how it has bit by bit destroyed our civilization. So aapka khun, agar aap human hai, to aapka khun khawlega. और वे मेरा अभी खून खोल रहा है जो एमआर ने बात करी है आई एम सॉरी जब आदमी को गुस्सा आता है तो वो अपनी मातृभाषा में बात करता है तो इंग्लिश छोड़ के मैं हिंदी में ही गुस्सा हो रहा हूं सो प्लीज डोंट माइंड दैट बट द फैक्ट ऑफ द मैटर इज अच्छा तमिल में नहीं गए आप लेट्स नॉट गो डाउन दैट रोड सर नो बट यू सी द फैक्ट ऑफ द मैटर इज व्हेन एमआर इज टॉकिंग अबाउट वेलफेयर स्टेट व्हेन एमआर इज टॉकिंग अबाउट द रोल्स or the rules or the responsibility of the state the i, I mean I, I am at little bit variance with emma that i don't mind a welfare state being there but the point is you cannot be a welfare state based on socialism the only way socialism can work is if it is in a capitalist state let us be honest about it that is why you have the nordic countries who are uh, that are welfare states but they are capitalistic societies that is how they earn money and then they can distribute it in a welfare state yahan pe hum ulta kar rahe hain apna state bhi socialism se chala rahe hain sabko loan waivers de rahe hain sabki responsibility le rakhi hai lekin keh rahe hain ki yahan pe hum welfare state hoga aap just to give you one absurd example now i don't want to go down the road of uh, that uh, you know th there are rss and bjp people who've taken pride in the fact that they are actually not right wing but they are economically left wing abhi do teen din do teen hafte pehle kisi ne kaha tha main unka naam bhul gaya it was like unbelievable you know ke wo to they were like scoffing at the right wing ye na hum to bhai we are proudly left wing economically we are left ab ye farm ke laws hain ye modi ji ne kaha hai isliye mera khoon khol raha tha main ispe jaunga bhi nahi bas ye 10 second lagaunga ki jab modi ji ne kaha ki bhai main मैंने ये फार्मर्स के लिए मैं ये फार्म बिल लाया था और देश के लिए वापस ले रहा हूं आई एम सॉरी आप देश के लिए लाए थे और ये आप फार्मर्स सेल्फिश फार्मर्स और अरहतियाज और मिडलमैन के लिए वापस ले रहे हो वी हैव नाउ रिग्रेस्ड एटलीस्ट आई वुड से 30 टू 40 इयर्स बिकॉज़ मिस्टर मोदी हैज टेकन बैक एंड रिपीलड दीस अमेजिंग फार्म लॉज गॉड नोस फॉर व्हाट रीजन बट इट कैन नॉट बी द रीजन इन द हित ऑफ आवर कंट्री सो दिस इज अ वेलफेयर स्टेट गॉन रोग नंबर टू 
वाई ब्लेम जस्ट द पॉलिटिशियंस अभी आप देख रहे होंगे पिछले हफ्ते में एक न्यूज आ रही है बिजार सुप्रीम कोर्ट कह रहा है कि जो कोविड रिलेटेड मोर्टेलिटीज हैं स्टेट शुड कॉम्पनसेट नाउ डू यू फाइंड दबर्टिटी ऑफ इट दैट हेयर इज अ वायरस दैट हैज कम फ्रॉम आउटसाइड द स्टेट हैज गॉट नथिंग टू डू विद विलफुली इन्फेक्टिंग इंडियंस विद दिस थिंग द रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी ऑफ द स्टेट इज नॉट देयर यू कैन से हाँ कभी ऑक्सीजन नहीं मिली उसमें कल्पेबिलिटी है नेग्लिजेंस में आप ला सकते हो बट फर्स्ट वे में जो डेथ हुई थी उसमें स्टेट का ऐसे तो हर चीज में स्टेट का रोल है बट द फैक्ट इज द जुडिशरी वॉन्ट्स द स्टेट टू कॉम्पनसेट फॉर पीपल हुईड ऑफ अ वायरल इन्फेक्शन इट इज बिजार वाई I mean, you just think about it. Tomorrow you're going to say that look, I have died of tuberculosis. I want the state to compensate. It is a viral infection. You know how many mortalities that happen because of viral infections every year out of cold and flu. So, who be state should compensate? This is as Mr. was saying. We don't even you see the problem is we don't pause and think about the disastrous consequences. So when you have state. being forced to pay billions and billions of dollars for something that the state is not culpable of mostly i am taking out the negligence part of it but that obviously you can have other law case and supreme court wasn't talking of the negligence of the state supreme court wasn't saying that the state has been negligent and that is why it must you know pay compensation it was saying it must pay compensation to anyone to the family of anyone who's died of covid this is bizarre and this kind of augments what mr is saying that we have become such a silly absurd it's like godard having writing having written our constitution to be honest you know it's just uh, it's it's so bizarre so i, I just thought i'll i'll you know give these a uh, couple of things that my blood is boiling because of this thanks anand because we need a calm head with a boiling blood that's also important we want to discuss this issue i'll come to kusum lata ji on this issue of balancing rights versus duties ye lagta hai ki kuch baaton ki charcha humko ye jo 1950 mein ye jo samvidhan usne jisne bhi banaya civil servant ne jisko ki अंबेडकर साहब ने अडॉप्ट किया नेहरू ने देश के ऊपर वी द पीपल के नाम पर थोक दिया उसको अलग करके बात करना पड़ेगा क्योंकि उसका हमारे भलाई से कोई लेना देना नहीं है तो भारत में क्या था नागरिकों का कर्तव्य भारत में क्या था राजा का कर्तव्य क्या था मनुष्य होने के नाते हमारा धर्म कर्तव्य शब्द भी नहीं है हमारा धर्म क्या था तो मुझे ज्यादा तो ये सब नहीं आता है लेकिन जो एक मोटी बुद्धि है उसके अनुसार मैं कह रही हूं मेरा कर्तव्य है मोटी बुद्धि इस राष्ट्र को जो संघ की प्रार्थना है परम वैभव को ले जाना उसके लिए स्वयं कंटका कीर्ण मार्ग को स्वीकृत करना उसके लिए जो कुछ आवश्यक गुणों का संवर्धन है वो स्वयं में करना और स्वाभाविक है ये सब एक व्यक्ति आज से 200 साल पहले हजार सौ हजार साल पहले या दस हजार साल पहले इसलिए कर पाता था कि एक ऐसा राज्य था 
जो धर्म दंड से शासित था जिस राज्य में दंड नीति पूरी स्पष्ट थी और प्रखरता के द्वारा संचालित थी जिसमें कंटक शोधन नियमित था जिसमें आतताई का निकंदन राजा का कर्तव्य था अब एक ऐसे राज्य में मैं भोपाल में इस समय बैठी हुई हूँ मुझे ध्यान है 19 में 2019 में ये मई जून के महीने में मध्य प्रदेश की कई सड़कों पर जुलूस निकला कि हम हिंदू स्त्रियों का बलात्कार करें जुलूस निकला बाकायदा और एक सरकार बैठी हुई है तो कुछ हुआ हवाया नहीं होता नहीं है फिर कुछ लोगों से मिले मिले हम तो कहा जी अपनी रक्षा तो स्वयं ही करनी पड़ेगी तो अगर राज्य ऐसा है जिसमें नागरिक के प्राण की रक्षा संपत्ति की रक्षा उसके डिग्निटी की रक्षा नहीं है तो नागरिक का प्रथम कर्तव्य है एक ऐसे श्रेष्ठ शासक को लाना जो ऐसी सुव्यवस्था हमको दे सके ये वर्तमान समय में आज के समय में जब भारत के बहुसंख्यक समाज और मैं खुद को कह रही हूं आई एम अ पावरफुल पर्सन एक पुस्तक अभी लिखी बनावटी मुसलमान छप भी गई उसमें यही है कि द सूडो मुस्लिम्स फॉर होम देयर रिलीजन इज अ लाइसेंस फॉर लॉलेसनेस एंड विच इज अ चैलेंज टू स्टेट ऐसी मैंने थोरो इंटेलेक्चुअल किताब को मैं अपने नाम से नहीं छपवा पाई तो आज के दिन तो भारतीयों का कर्तव्य है प्रथम कर्तव्य है जो भी वर्तमान परिस्थिति में संभव है ऐसे शासन को लाने का प्रयास करना जिसमें हम मनुष्य होने के कर्तव्यों के साथ बिना भय के जी सके ये पहला कर्तव्य और बाकी तो डिटेल में सब चल रहा है प्रथम कर्तव्य क्योंकि वर्ल्ड एवेनिशियो में तो कोई काम होगा नहीं इस समय हम क्या कर सकते हैं इस पर बात हो रही है क्योंकि संविधान तो जी जब बनेगा तब बनेगा और अगर संविधान में एक स्वस्थ स्टेट में नागरिक का कर्तव्य क्या है तो एक स्वस्थ स्टेट में एक स्वस्थ राज्य में एक स्वस्थ नागरिक का कर्तव्य है अपने राष्ट्र को सबलता के साथ इस प्रकार से स्थापित होने देना जिसमें केवल उस राज्य के नागरिकों का जीवन सुरक्षित ना हो वरन विश्व शांति और विश्व कल्याण संभव हो इसके ज्यादा डिटेल में जाने का योग्यता मुझ में नहीं मेरा विषय नहीं बहुत धन्यवाद कुसुमलता दीदी राहुल एनी पॉइंट टू ऐड टू दिस संक्षेप में ही ऐड करूंगा कि शायद ये सबसे क्रुशल एक तरीके से डिफरेंस है और शायद इसलिए यू नो पहला जो आपने उठाया ये सवाल राइट्स वर्सेस ड्यूटीज का क्योंकि इन सम सेंस जो धर्म जो शब्द है जैसा कुसुम दीदी ने भी बोला कि उसका मतलब ही ड्यूटी है 
तो ये तो एक हमारे कोर भारतीय वैल्यू थी जिसको इतना तरजीह दिया ही नहीं गया कंस्टिट्यूएंट असेंबली में राइट्स की बात हुई और ये जो फंडामेंटल ड्यूटीज जो अगेन आई थिंक इमरजेंसी के दौरान ही एक खाना पूर्ति कर दी गई उसको ऐड किया गया और जिससे आनंद का वापस बीपी हाई हो जाएगा कि उसमें साइंटिफिक टेम्पर डाल दिया गया लेकिन वो ये कौन सी ड्यूटी है भाई और और ये साफ सी बात है कि राइट्स को जितना वैल्यू दिया गया है हमारे यहाँ और उस उसके दूर दूर तक कहीं ड्यूटीज का कोई नामो निशान है ही नहीं उसका उसको वो सेम पेडेस्टल पे रखा नहीं गया है और एक्चुअली देखा जाए तो वन कैन वेरी वेल वेरी कोजेंटली एंड वेरी स्ट्रॉन्गली आगू कि ये एक मेन डिफरेंस हो सकता है जिससे कई सारी प्रॉब्लम्स हैं हमारे समाज में हमारे गवर्नेंस में जब आप सिर्फ राइट्स 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 करते हैं तो एक तरीके से आप खुद ही अदर कर देते हैं लोगों को है ना ये लिबरल्स का बहुत एक उनका फेवरेट टर्म है कि वी डोंट हैव टू अदर पीपल यू नो सच थिंग्स आर अदरिंग यू नो स्पेसिफिक कम्युनिटी एंड ऑल दैट तो जब आप राइट्स 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 जब दिमाग में लोगों के भर जाता है तो भाई किससे राइट्स यू नो आप आप सदा हक ऐते रख वाला आप मूड में आप हमेशा रहते हैं तो आप हमेशा ये जो विक्टिमहुड मेंटेलिटी एक तरीके से है जो कि लगभग इस देश के हर कम्युनिटी में है उसकी एक वजह ये भी आर्ग्यू की जा सकती है कि इसीलिए है कि दिन भर कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन में या इस तरीके से आपने सिर्फ राइट्स 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 ही भर दिए हैं तो सब सबके दिमाग में वही है कि हाँ मेरे पास तो ये राइट्स है और मुझे मिल नहीं रहा है ड्यूटीज की कहीं बात ही नहीं होती जो कि एक तरीके से कोर थी कोर है हमारे वैल्यूज का सिविलाइजेशन का धर्म का रिलीजन और धर्म पर्यायवाची शब्द नहीं है ड्यूटी एक तरीके से जो है वो धर्म थी और वही गायब हो गई अगर कोर्ट को भी अपने धर्म का अपने ड्यूटी का वो रहता एहसास रहता तो शायद उनको भी पता चलता कि इतने लाखों केसेस पेंडिंग रहते हैं उस पर ध्यान दो वो आपकी ड्यूटी है ना कि बेमतलब में इधर उधर मुंह मारते चलो और बताते चलो कि ये क्यों नहीं कर लेते वो क्यों नहीं कर लेते तो ये ये तो आई थिंक शायद बहुत इम्पोर्टेंट आई थिंक दिस इज अ कोर थिंग दैट दैट वी शुड वी शुड बी टॉकिंग अबाउट लोगों को बताना चाहिए और ये एक सहज और सिंपल तरीके से भी लोगों को हम बता सकते हैं और ये बात समझ में आएगी कि कितना ये जो हमने अपने वैल्यूज को दरकिनार किया एक तरीके से या क्यों कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन को रीलुक करने की जरूरत है कि ड्यूटीज का नामो निशान ही नहीं था जो कि हमारे कल्चर का एक हमारे वैल्यूज का एक बिल्कुल कोर वो पार्ट है और उसकी वजह से कई सारे प्रॉब्लम्स हैं तो मैं संक्षिप्त में इतना ही कहूंगा मेरे लिए तो जैसे मैंने शुरू में कहा था कि आई एम आई हैव कम हियर एज ए लर्नर दिस इज वन ऑफ द बिगेस्ट लर्निंग आई एम टेकिंग अवे कि एक्चुअली जो ये राइट्स वर्स ड्यूटीज वाली जो बात है दिस इज वेरी स्ट्रॉन्ग एंड वेरी वैलिड मैं इसमें धर्म के एक उदाहरण दूंगा आपको ड्यूटी का उदाहरण दूंगा कोविड के दौरान सारी दुनिया में जितना काम समाज ने पीड़ितों के लिए किया है इतना दुनिया में किसी ने नहीं किया बाकी सब जो सरकार की ओर देखा गया लाखों लोग मर गए वही बातें की गई लेकिन हमारे देश में उसको लोगों ने संभाला जितने लोगों ने संभाला शायद इसके कारण ये जो आपदा थी इतनी कम आगे बढ़ी लोगों ने काफी जुडिशरी की बात की है बहुत बड़ा विषय उसको मैं बीच में नहीं लाऊंगा मैं अगले पॉइंट पे जाऊंगा उसके पहले आनंद ने उंगली उठाई है तो आनंद जी सॉरी मतलब बताइएगा उंगली मत करिएगा 
मतलब सिचुएशन मेरे इतनी इतनी ज्यादा मैं इतना गंदा आदमी बन गया हूँ कि मैं इतनी सिविलाइज डिबेट में भी उंगली उठा रहा हूँ मतलब इससे ज्यादा शर्म की बात नहीं हो सकती आई अपोलोजाइज बट मुझे एक बात याद आ गई रतन जी आपने बात कही ना जो मैं कह रहा था स्टेट सुप्रीम कोर्ट इज आस्किंग द स्टेट टू कॉम्पेंसेट फॉर द मोर्टेलिटी ऑफ द पीपल इन कोविड उसमें राइट्स एंड ड्यूटीज की बात अगर आप लाएं तो ये सिटीजन की ड्यूटीज नहीं थी कि छह फुट डिस्टेंस रखते मास्क पहनते अब ऐसे करोड़ों लोगों ने नहीं पहना उनमें से जो लोग मरे वो भी स्टेट की रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी है सो यू सी हाउ बिजार इट इज द पीपल हुटेड ऑल द रूल्स है their families are now demanding as their right that they be compensated i mean it is bizarre i just wanted to point that out bilkul bilkul aapka sahi hai aur yahi maine isliye maine dhyan dilaya ki kartavya ya dharma aur rights mein farak kya hai kyun ki avashyakta hai abhi sabse contentious issue jiske upar sabhi bahut bhadkenge sabhi bahut bolna chahenge lekin fir main prarthna karunga ki samay ki maryada rakhe prashnottar bhi ho sakte hain ye hai article 25 to 30 yani kehte hain anand bilkul khade ho jayenge <laughs> वो वो गोविंदा का गोविंदा की नींव है ऐसे टेबल पे हाथ रखता है कहता है मैं निकलू मैं निकल रहा हूं <laughs> तो इसमें मुख्य बात यह है कि मैं जो ये आर्टिकल्स पढ़ता हूँ ये आर्टिकल माइनॉरिटीज के प्रोटेक्शन के लिए है लेकिन मेजोरिटी के एक्सप्लोटेशन के लिए नहीं है लेकिन इनका उपयोग किया गया मेजोरिटी के एक्सप्लोटेशन के लिए जिसके अंदर आप इंस्टीट्यूशन चलाए तो उसके अंदर अपने विषय नहीं रख सकते आप आर्टिकल ट्वेंटी के अंतर्गत टेम्पल्स को टेक ओवर कर सकते हैं आप इसके अंदर रिलीजियस इंस्टीट्यूशन चला सकते हैं स्मॉल ग्रुप्स मैनोरिटी शब्द का एक ही बार उपयोग हुआ है तो इस तरह के लिंग्विस्टिक और रिलीजियस ग्रुप चला सकते हैं लेकिन वो ग्रांटेड एड भी ले सकते हैं ये एक बड़ी विचित्र बात मेरे ध्यान में आई और इसी तरह आर्टिकल 28 में अगर आप स्टेट एडेड इंस्टीट्यूशन है तो आप रिलीजियस एजुकेशन नहीं दे सकते लेकिन मदरसा स्टेज अगर स्टेट एडेड होगा तो दे सकता है तो ये जो ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी टू थर्टी आर्टिकल जिसके बहुत लोगों ने बहुत कुछ बोला है उसी पर आ रही जस्टिस लिबर्टी इक्वेलिटी और फ्रेटर्निटी भाईचारा अब ये जिन आर्टिकल्स की आप चर्चा कर रहे हैं वो कह रहा है कि स्टेट एक्सचेकर की फंडिंग से आप कुरान और बाइबल पढ़ाइए केवल कह नहीं रहा है पिछले पचहत्तर साल से पढ़ा रहा है कुरान साफ साफ कह रहा है मोमिन और काफिर साफ साफ कह रहा है बिना किसी बहस के कह रहा है काफिर को मार दो काट दो छल करो वो जो यहाँ भोपाल में निकला के साहब रेप करो छीन लो जला दो ये आप कह रहे हैं ठीक ही कह रहे हैं हो ही रहा है कि साहब इस संविधान की उस धारा के तहत उस पुस्तक को पढ़ाया जाएगा जो प्रियम्बल के इस फ्रेटेंटी की धज्जी उड़ा वो पोप कौन सा था जो अटल बिहारी वाजपेयी जी जब प्राइम मिनिस्टर थे तब आया था निन्यानवे अंठानवे में जिसको चीन ने अपने घर में घुसने नहीं दिया था और वो आके कहा जी हम तो अब यहाँ पर वो सोल की फसल काटेंगे सीधा सीधा जी हम हिंदुओं तुमको नाच करके तुमको हम कन्वर्ट करेंगे 
और इस कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन के तहत उसको वेलकम किया गया इसी कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन के तहत किसी ने आरोप नहीं लगाया अटल बिहारी जी पर कोई मुकदमा नहीं चला कि साहब तुमने कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन का उल्लंघन किया है किसी ने भी नहीं कहा ये एक टेरेसा है जिसको सब मदर मदर कहने में लगे हुए हैं हमारे वाजपेयी जी भी मदर मदर कहते हैं ये टेरेसा जी क्या करती हैं कि जी ये इनका वॉइस ऑफ अमेरिका को एक इंटरव्यू था कि भाई पूछा गया आप क्यों कन्वर्ट उन्वर्ट करती हैं मरते हुए को क्यों कन्वर्ट करती हैं तो बोले जी वो कयामत के दिन शैतान और गॉड के राज्य का जो पॉपुलेशन होगा उसका सेंसस होगा गॉड वाले में ज्यादा होंगे तो गॉड जीत जाएगा शैतान वाले में ज्यादा होंगे तो शैतान जीत जाएगा जी इसलिए हम तो कन्वर्ट करें तो ये जो संविधान है जिस आप धारा तेईस जिसकी बात कर रहे हैं वो कह रहा है जी उसमें लिखा नहीं है उसका मतलब है जो देश में चल रहा है कि कुरान और बाइबिल पढ़ाया जाएगा किसके हमारे पैसे से हमारे सर पर कील ठोक दी जाएगी और ये संविधान कह रहा है वी द पीपल ऑफ इंडिया है हमने अपने कील ठोकने की व्यवस्था खुद की है जैसे रूस में यूएसएसआर में कम्युनिस्ट रूस में और कम्युनिस्ट चीन में आपको स्वयं को वो सेल्फ क्रिटिसिज्म है ना स्वयं का कचूमर स्वयं निकालना पड़ेगा तो ये संविधान हिंदुओं को कहता है मेजॉरिटी को कहता है और लोकतंत्र क्या है जी लोकतंत्र मेजॉरिटी का तंत्र है जो बहुमत से होगा वही होगा सर्वमत का तो बात ही नहीं करता है जिसका ज्यादा वोट होगा उसका सरकार बनेगा कानून पास होगा वगैरह वगैरह ये संविधान में हमको समझाया जा रहा है और जिसको समझने का मन हो समझे हमारे जैसे लाखों करोड़ों लोग हैं जो कोई समझने वमझने वाले नहीं है कि साहब आपने अपने सिर पर कील ठोकने का उपाय खुद किया और ये एक बात मैं और ऐड करना चाहूंगी पुराने वाले में ये जो अधिकार वाला मामला था ये तो यूरोप से आया था ना जहां चर्च ने क्रिश्चियनिटी के नाम पर स्त्री पुरुषों को पशु से पशु को तो बहुत प्रेम से रखा रखा जाता स्त्रियों के मुंह में और वेजना में इंस्ट्रूमेंट फिट किए जाते थे जो उसकी रानी होती थी उसको भी जब बैप्टाइज करते थे तो सारा कपड़ा उतार देते थे और कैथोलिक प्रिस्ट जो अनमैरिड प्रिस्ट है उसकी ऑयलिंग वगैरह करते थे ये जो काला कोट है ये उसके कील वील ठोकता था तो जब चर्च को तोड़ा क्रिश्चियनिटी के पैशाचिक तंत्र को तोड़ा तब चर्च के पैशाचिक तंत्र से मुक्त यूरोप ने मनुष्य होने के नाते अपने अधिकारों की बात की थी नेहरू एंड कंपनी ने वही बात किया क्यों किया क्योंकि लिखने वाला कौन था वो कौन नरसिम्हा बेनेगल नरसिम्हा राव सर था उस बेचारे को उसके बाहर की जानकारी तो नहीं थी तो आप वाली बात में हम कुल इतना जोड़ रहे हैं केवल देश में जरा उत्सव में फैला तो दो कि इस संविधान में तुम वेद नहीं पढ़ सकते हो तुम गीता नहीं पढ़ सकते हो लेकिन तुमको काट देने वाला तुमको रेप करने वाला 
जो कुरान और बाइबिल है ये हम स्टेट फंडिंग से पढ़वाएंगे जूता जूता और केवल जूता खाएंगे जो भी होगा समाचार लेकिन ये सच है तो और ये, ये बात हिम्मत हो तो और हिम्मत नहीं हो तो आपके और मेरे जैसे लोगों को इस सोशल मीडिया के मार्फत सीधी सपाट भाषा में अगर कह दें माइनॉरिटी को एजुकेशन का राइट किसी के क्या पल्ले पड़ेगा तुमको काट देने का व्यवस्था है किसके द्वारा मोमिन के द्वारा नहीं मुनाफिक के द्वारा स्टेट का काम है मुनाफिक को शरिया लॉ के अधीन लाए या या ये जो जो भी एंग्लो सेक्शन इंडियन पीनल कोड के तहत ला ये काम स्टेट करेगा जब हम और आप खड़े होके सीधी साधी सपाट भाषा में जनता के आगे रख देंगे कि स्टेट पढ़वा रहा है उन किताबों को कि हिंदू स्त्रियों का रेप हो दीदी ऐसे जो आपने बहुत ही ऐसी बातें कही जो हमें पता है लेकिन वो जिस तरह से आपने बिल्कुल आंखें खोलने वाले तरीके से बताई वो आपकी शैली है एम आर वेंकटेश ऑन दिस ट्वेंटी फाइव थर्टी वील हैव टू कीप स्पीकिंग शार्पर इन अल टाइम ऑफकोर्स इज योर शो यू कैन स्पीक बट देन वील ट्राई टू हैव सम क्वेश्चन आंसर बिफोर यू क्लोज इट्स ऑलरेडी वन आवर एंड ट्वेंटी मिनट्स Mike, mute. You are on mute. Okay. Twenty-five uh, to thirty requires a revisit along with the property rights. Also, property rights was a fundamental right at the part uh, at the beginning of the constitution, but somewhere down the line we diluted it and took it out to become only a right, uh, which is uh, which was a fundamental right into a constitutional right. Now, as far as twenty-six is concerned, just read this twenty-six. It's very important. how it has been interpreted subject to public order morality and health every religious denomination or any section thereof shall have the right to establish and maintain institution for religious and charitable purposes to manage its own affairs in matters of religion to own and acquire movable and immovable property and to administer such property in accordance with law now 26 does not give a right to anybody to sell the property or of any particular religious denomination or the state to acquire the property of religious denomination even in case of emergency but coming from a state like tamil nadu the hindu temples have been literally taken over by the state and the lands which are appurtenant to every temple the temple tanks and the what we call as mandavali which is basically the grazing lands for the cows and other things which were given by our forefathers to the temple and it is basically the will of my forefathers which have been violated and the state with all impunity has taken over the lands of my forefathers which were gifted to the temples so this raises a very serious issue in what way is this different from what aurangzeb or akbar would have done during their heydays this is this is legitimization of what is happening under aurangzeb or or any of this mughal rulers and we are so happy about it and we don't want to even talk about it in fact the adm government passed a geo stating that they will regularize all encroachments into temple lands 
luckily, uh, thanks to somebody, we went to the court and we got a stay. But the fact of the matter, we can't be living on a day-to-day -day existence. We can't be on a daily wages as far as our temple or civilization is concerned. And so this 25 to 30 has to have a complete relook. Property rights, which were part of our fundamental rights, has to be reinstated as part of our fundamental rights. It cannot be taken over as some sort of a constitutional right. I'm sorry to say this. This was the original um, uh, you know, draft of the constitution, original structure, the basic structure of the constitution. That one pillar which said that property will be a fundamental right was taken away and the, the superstructure is one pillar less. So these two points need to be revisited. Uh, Mr. Venkatesh, I think many people are not aware that the property rights are no more fundamental rights. I think many people are not aware, so they'll be shocked when they hear what you say. Uh, coming to another important no, this point. This was diluted yeah. during emergency hmm. and, and is now embedded in Article 300A of the Constitution as a constitutional right. But it was originally in 191F, uh, if I remember right, it was part of the fundamental rights. Okay. Coming to another issue, these days there is a lot of talk of women's rights and women's position in the constitution. Triple talaq uh, has been banned. There are many other issues where women are getting rights. But now there is a new thought which basically is trying to impinge upon the very marital status in Indian society. That is very commonly courts are talking about marital rape. And there are many such topics which have come up, whether it's divorce, whether it's marital rape or whether it's family itself, right of families, HF, etc. So I will start with uh, Kusumlata Didi because she is a woman and she must have been looking at this debate about, okay, you don't know how to speak right now. Okay. So I will invite uh, Anand who I think has been on the debate on this issue or who may have thought about what's happening. So any comment on that? Where are we yeah. going? We're using constitution to disabuse ourselves of our right of family, right of uh, conjugal bliss or I can say uh, husband and relationships. Yes, Ratan, before I come to this, in fact, I haven't really uh, made my views public on this. I'm sure there would be a debate that would be uh, there in the coming days and I would. Uh, but I have my views on it, I'll tell you. But I just wanted to tell you that it was very refreshing to hear uh, Kusum Lata Didi's uh, views on the previous question. It was really fantastic. And I think I have to say this. So thank you very much for a fantastic articulation. Uh, and she's absolutely right. I mean, this is a, it is more and more a sham. And why just restrict yourself to articles 25 and above? Look at article 21. It's in complete contradiction with article 25. I mean, right to life and dignity on one hand. And how can you say that a person can enjoy that at the same time would be culled being thought of as a kafir would be can be flogged. Can Sharia can come? So, I mean, the point of the matter is there is total contradiction, and the, the danger is not that contradictions exist. Believe me, because every religion has its own dictum, its own dictates, its own commandments. So there are contradictions even within the religion, even within Quran, there is contradiction. Although Allah says there is no contradiction, but the fact of the matter is it seeps into our psycho psychology. That is when the danger comes and you should, and that is why MR's book is a trendsetter because when he talks about not just articles, he talks about this communal act, communal rights act, or I can't remember the exact word, Sonia Gandhi was about to bring. Can you believe, Ratan? Communal violence bill. Communal violence bill, I'm so sorry. Communal violence bill where only Hindus would be punished. 
so this is a direct result of this kind of thinking all pervasive thinking that look other communities right. cannot you do wrong. right to education yes right to education bill was amended so right to education is only now the duty of majority community not the minority community yes carry correct on. correct and very quickly two correct. examples here where people have started thinking like that you know the the thing is it, it's like it's it's come to it, it's almost like uh, i mean how, how shall i put it it is you talked about rights and duties it is our right to be a bigot honestly people are started thinking that why else would when parliament abolished leprosy as a ground for divorce why would aimmm and ovc object to that do you know ovc said no we object to you removing leprosy as a ground of divorce even though leprosy is more treatable than tuberculosis is why because according to sharia or according to his scriptures leprosy is a valid grounds for divorce why is it that aimmm does not believe in the indian child marriage act why because it is almost their right it is their right to be different and who has given them this right i am afraid constitution so i just wanted to harp on that that ye hamari psychology mein jab tak psychology mein nahi jata hai we are fine with it but the problem is jab ek bar psychology mein ghusna shuru hota hai na uska ant nahi hota fir fir aapko latka diya jayega Where up, you will be stoned. You will be thrown from the rooftops. Then your know, situation would be cataclysmic. So, uh, you know, there's one thing to say: uh, every everyone is fine, everything is fine. The other thing is to strictly adhere to the constitution, which unfortunately no one is doing. Now, very briefly, coming to I'll just add uh, one more point uh, that yeah. it was only under so-called Hindu nationalist government that LGBT was decriminalized. If you Correct. recall, and none of the liberals, none of the leftists, none of the so-called illiberals or whatever they are called, ever yes. supported LGBT because their allies were the people who actually would stone the people or kill the people who are uh, deviant. So with that background, that. are we really right about bringing out this point of you know marital rape and trying to uh, bring in some Western concept where women have been not treated correct uh, equally, and now they want these kind of things uh, like a revenge? Yeah, so I, I heard I, I saw MR be raising his finger, but I'm going to uh, prohibit that. MR has no right to uh, interject. Only I have a right to interject. So MR, don't uh, put your finger down. No, but very quickly, you know, when, when you talked about uh, Ratan, I must add to that that only uh, you know Hindus after independence have agreed to their laws being changed. If you look at the yes. Hindu Code Bill, nineteen, have the Muslims uh, laws been changed? Quite the opposite. when the supreme court said uh, uh, you know it kind of little bit went against the quran as far as the shahbano thing is concerned the government overturned the supreme court judgment triple talaq is different because that is not in quran but even there in that judgment if you look at triple talaq judgment the one of the supreme court judges says it is not in quran therefore we need not follow it now that is scary to exactly. me it is scary because what if it was in quran that means you would happily accept You would happily accept. Correct, correct. So you know the, the point Not is we are so scared of uh, MRV is interjecting me because as is his habit. But uh, you know the point is we are so scared of religion. The Supreme Court is so scared that anything that is not related to Quran or religion happily change it and say, oh look, we are so progressive. अरे भाई असली दम तो वो है जब discrimination religion कर रहा है और आपकी हिम्मत हो जो 1980s में सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने किया था जस्टिस चंद्रचूड़ 
और मैं उनका नाम भूल गया जो आई थिंक जस्टिस चंदूड़ी जिन्होंने शाहबानो जजमेंट दी थी वो हिम्मत का काम था ट्रिपल तलाक हिम्मत का काम नहीं है रतन जी आई वुड लाइक टू ऐड वन वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग थिंग दैट हैज हैपेंड रिसेंटली इन तमिलनाडु दैट अ गर्ल ऑफ अराउंड 14 इयर्स ओल्ड कमिटेड सुसाइड बिकॉज़ शी वाज फोर्स्ड टू कन्वर्ट इनटू क्रिश्चियनिटी बाय हर स्कूल अथॉरिटीज आई विल लीव द पॉलिटिकल पार्ट ऑफ इट the reaction to it from a christian uh, priest is that conversion is our right suicide is our choice so hum jo karna hai karenge and this is coming open and this is so shocking that conversion is my right and if you commit suicide out of pressure that's your problem now i want the debate to go ahead i just wanted to add to what uh, anand was trying to say you want to add to this uh, current uh, controversy about the marital rape etc you have any point of view on that yeah i i just wanted to uh, just to sorry i forgot about i i i, I, I believe sorry ratan ji bhi ek minute aapko bulate hain ji boliye ana yeah no i i am for uh, this law because i believe a consent doesn't need to be uh, uh, you know confined to out of bedroom or in bedroom consent is consent and of course there would be as many people are saying uh, uh, you know th- there would be uh, how shall i put it violations of the law that people would use that law unfairly well uh, i mean th- there should be kind of tight regulations i am not sure whether it is impossible to bring those no that's not true it is always possible to uh, you know refine a law make it an excellent law but on the philosophical side of it i am with it because a consent should not be Uh, uh, restricted that it cannot enter the bedroom. Consent is consent ed- everywhere. That is my view. Okay. हाँ जी कुसुम लगा दी थी. मैं बोलना नहीं चाहती थी लेकिन बोल बोल रही हूँ. भई ये जो rape law है इसमें इसका जो आधार है ये Anglo-Saxon law है. Woman enjoys rape. So rape is always with the consent of woman. इसीलिए कोर्ट में ये उससे प्रश्न पूछे जाते हैं कि रेप कैसे कंडक्ट हुआ तो भाई यहाँ चोट लगी वहां चोट लगी यहाँ लगी वहां लगी तो अगर बहुत चोट लगी तो आपका कंसेंट नहीं था ये मैं बोलना नहीं चाह रही थी संघ वाले हैं सब सज्जन लोग हैं लेकिन अब कहना पड़ा जो क्रिश्चियनिटी है उसमें ये बहुत महत्वपूर्ण बात है शायद हमारे जजेस लोगों को भी नहीं पता होगा वुमन इज आफ्टर थॉट शी इज नॉट लाइक मैन शी इज वुमन इन द ओरिजिनल स्कीम ऑफ क्रिएशन ईफ वाज नॉट देयर गॉड मेड एवरीवन इन पेयर बट Like himself, he made only Adam. केवल अपने जैसा उसने एडम को बनाया एडम एक दिन देखा कि वो गार्डन ऑफ इडन में सोया है उदास है तो पसली खींचा और ईव को बनाया अब ये जो ईव है इसको जो गॉड का राइवल शैतान है उसका क्या तो नाम है वो शैतान फुसला लेता है क्यों फुसला लेता है ये पिलपिली है ये कहाँ का थॉट है बाइबिल का थॉट है चर्च का थॉट है इसका ईसा मसीह से कोई लेना ही देना नहीं है भाई ईसा मसीह नाम का कोई प्राणी हुआ ही नहीं ये यूरोप के 
क्रिश्चियनिटी में स्टैब्लिस्ड है डेड सी स्क्रोज के बाद तो ये चर्च और बाइबल का क्रिएशन है और इसमें ये है कि इसको कहता है इस ईविल को इस ईव को कि तू एडम को फुसला उस सेव को खाने के लिए सेव कुछ नहीं है मैन वोमन फिजिकल रिलेशनशिप है एडम फुसलाती है शी इज एन एडल्ट्रेस शी इज सेड्यूसर शी इज बहुत सारी बात है तो ये सेड्यूस करती है आदमी को तो इस एंग्लो सेक्शन कानून के रहते हुए इस पर अलग से कभी कहिएगा सबके सामने नहीं मैं नहीं बोल पाऊंगी घंटे भर इस विषय पर विस्तार से बोल दूंगी और शायद मैं अकेली नॉन यूरोपियन स्त्री हूं शायद जिसने उन चीजों को लिखा जो यूरोपियन लैंग्वेज में लिखना ऑप्शनिटी एक्ट में बैन है आज के डिबेट में तो नहीं बोल पाऊंगी लेकिन इतना बता रही हूं बहुत बहुत धन्यवाद आपने इतना कुछ बता दिया बिना कुछ खास कहे राहुल यू वांट टू ऐड टू एनीथिंग ऑन दिस पॉइंट ऑन स्पेसिफिकली मैरिटल रेप आई वांट बेसिकली इश्यू ऑफ जस्टिस टू वुमेन एंड आल्सो अबाउट दिस व्हिच इज द करंट हॉट टॉपिक अबाउट मैरिटल रेप थ Uh, you know that 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 mere exception in that literal sense looks pretty bad you know that uh, a man will commit rape except with his wife so in a way you are saying that a man can rape uh, uh, his wife so that should go but uh, the the debate and the work does not end there is all uh, i would want to say uh, would uh, say currently that remove that exception but there is uh, there would be much to do uh, afterwards briefly i would go back to you know very important article 25 to 30 i mean i completely failed to understand uh, that uh, how did that even happen i mean that definitely wasn't inspired by indian ethos for sure but lekin kaun sa ethos aisa ye hai kahan ye ye is tarah ki cheeze you don't find in us constitution in uk uk mein to khairitan constitution hai hi nahi koi bhi constitution kahan ke constitution mein se inspire hoke humne ye kiya tha i think ye you know out of just shame and guilt of what happened in 1947 जबरदस्ती अपने आप पे थोप लिया एक नेहरूवियन थॉट प्रोसेस था ये इट हैज गॉट इट वाज नीदर यूरोपियन नॉर इंडियन इट वाज प्योरली नेहरूवियन थिंग दैट लेड टू दिस आर्टिकल 25 एंड 30 दैट वी यू नो हिंदूज वे अज्यूम्ड कि ये तो कुछ गड़बड़ करेंगे ही सो माइनॉरिटीज नीड टू बी प्रोटेक्टेड दैट दैट्स अ यूनिकली नेहरूवियन काइंड ऑफ स्टफ दैट वी केम अप इट्स नीदर यूरोपियन नॉर French uh, out of French Revolution or UK, US, nothing. So that this 25 to 30 definitely needs to go. Whether you are Anglophile or whether you are Indo-Phile or whatever Phile you are, except Neuro-Phile. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, like communal violence bill, which was discussed. Because these all things, we are not doing away with it. We are not doing away with it. Because we are not either uh, reforming it or changing it. 
So even without communal violence bill becoming an act, we have just seen in uh, you know in Delhi uh, the uh, the first conviction in Delhi riots, the Delhi riots of February 2020, has happened to a guy called Dinesh Yadav. Now there was court in its judgment itself, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, it writes that there are no direct proof of Dinesh Yadav doing any crime. What was the crime? That a woman, a Muslim woman's uh, house was looted, her buffalo was stolen. And, uh, and uh, there is really, you know, uh, he hasn't been accused of killing anyone or, or anything. This is the crime and this is for uh, for this, he has been convicted. What the judgment says, it, the buffalo was not found in his house. In fact, our reporter went there, his house is so small that even a fat man cannot enter, forget buffalo. So buffalo was not found. He was seen on a CCTV uh, 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 along with a group, uh, not even part of the group. I mean, he, he was there, uh, the group which was supposed to have vandalized the property or stolen the buffalo, and he also was uh, was seen. The, no, uh, nothing was found from him. He was supposed to be carrying a danda. That danda also police could not find. Why was he convicted? Because the court observed that it's obvious, I mean, I, I don't know how they uh, arrived at that conclusion that, okay, the Muslim woman's house was uh, uh, vandalized, a buffalo was stolen, so a group of Hindus must have done it. Communal violence bill is, uh, you know, already being applied, uh, just just uh, imagine. So Hindus must have done it, first assumption. Secondly, why this particular guy, uh, Dinesh Yadav, is to be convicted is, is because he must be a part of this group. Uh, because he shares a common objective with, with this group. Why? Because he is a Hindu. So, so this this is this is such an absurd judgment, you know. Uh, uh, when it came out, and we talked to a couple of lawyers, uh, they, they 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 are saying that you know this needs to be challenged. But uh, what I'm trying to hint at is because uh, this absurdity of Article 25 to 30, where so much of special status, so much of victimhood to minorities have been given, it, uh, the 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 sum result of that is that even without communal violence bill, communal violence bill was a logical conclusion of Article 2530, uh, or rather an extension. Even without that bill being an act, it's already in action in our courts. So it, it's, it's a crying need right now that uh, we go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, definitely uh, uh, do something about this uh, Article 2530. Now, uh, being short of time, I will just say what I had in mind, which I'll not cover. I'll just cover one part after this. We wanted to speak about interstate uh, center-state relationship. We talked about distribution of power between states and center, the so-called concurrent, the the concurrent list, the state list, and the central list, which has created a lot of problem in case of education, in case of health, in case of uh, agriculture, and there is also issue of uh, the directive principles. But I'll just come to one point because I want some point. Somebody wants to discuss something should be given time if there is question asked. I will talk about Uniform Civil Code, whether it is desirable, whether it is required, and what is the kind of debate it is. So just two minutes each, because we may have to have another session the way things are going, but at least we'll have some touch base on most crucial issues, because many other issues can be discussed later. So on Uniform Civil Code, I would start with the MR, uh, MR Venkatesh, because uh, he's the one who started all the mischief. So MR Venkatesh. Sir, it is a very simple thing. Uh, legal practice as a chartered accountant and as an advocate has taught me one thing. 
never to jump on anything unless you have seen the draft. Now, all of us want to see what is the Uniform Civil Code. But I do not know what will be there in this uh, Uniform Civil Code. The God and the devil will always lie in the details. Yes, as a broad idea, I am for the uh, Uniform Civil Code. But I also knowing 70 years of history of this country, it will be more uniform for Hindus and less civil for others. So that is my worry. And that is what it will be that as Anand rightly pointed out, and incidentally, my grandfather was one of those who was drafted for uh, drafting the uh, Hindu uh, law also. So finally, we people will be reforming, codifying and doing all these things for ourselves. Whereas the uniform civil code will not apply to others and they will say they will show their middle finger and get away. But the biggest thing that could be done without these uh, into all these semantics is if you really want to look into it in a very serious way, ban polygamy and say that polygamy is perhaps more important because it is linked to Article 14. You say that Article 14 overrides everything else and you will ban polygamy. That will show the intention of the state to move towards a uniform civil code. Wonderful. Uh, Anand, you had a mischievous mind. Yes, the finger has gone up uh, almost immediately. It's rather than finger on the buzzer, it's, it's finger pointing towards the sky, which incidentally in some religion has another meaning, but I don't want to go there. But, uh, you know, three or four things. I think uh, MR and uh, Kusum Lataji has said something which is absolutely bang on. But I want to say one thing, Ratan, very quickly. They talked about reform. उन्होंने स्पेसिफिकली जब वो मैरिटल रेट की बात कर रहे थे उन्होंने अब्राहमिक रिलिजंस की बात करी मैं एक दो कोट्स लाना चाहता हूं टू बटरेस व्हाट शी इज सेइंग बट आल्सो टू डिसएग्री अ लिटिल बिट एंड टू टू बी मोर प्रोवोकेटिव टू रिबट व्हाट शी इज सेइंग आई होप शी वुडंट माइंड सो दिस इज अ कोट आई डू नॉट परमिट अ वुमन टू टीच और टू हैव अथॉरिटी ओवर अ मैन शी मस्ट बी साइलेंट 1 टिमोथी 2:12 द होली बाइबल इफ अ मैन रेप्स अ वुमन नॉट एंगेज्ड he must pay 50 silver pieces to her father then he must marry her deuteronomy 22:28:29 the holy bible the man wasn't created for the woman the woman was created for the man cornithians 11:8:9 the holy bible if a man lies with a married woman in the city stone her too to death as she cried not deuteronomy 22:24 bible wives submit yourselves unto your husbands Husband is the head of the wife like Christ is the head of church. Ephesians 5.22-24 Bible. So she's right when she talks about that the stature of woman is much lower than that of a man in Abrahamic religion. But to that I would say, Kusumji, there has been tremendous reform in at least one of the or two of the Abrahamic religions. Judaism and Christianity. So if you look at all the uh, the, the states that are hitherto tied to Christianity like Germany or America or UK, they are bringing, they are fast modernizing because they've had these reforms. Whereas if you look at the Islamic nations, the reform in that particular Abrahamic religion is forbidden. Allah has forbidden reform. So you cannot have reform. So that distinction is important. Now the problem what you say in our country is, as they say, that people who are converted and Naipaul also said that, you know, they try to be more Catholic than the Pope. So they are harping back to what has already been reformed in Western societies. I mean, 65% of UK is already atheist. Nobody is going to the church. So, you know, they, they no longer believe in all these scriptures that are putting women at a much lower pedestal than man. They've had the reform. Problem is in newly converted areas and in nations where they still harp back to 
the glory of you know all these scriptures the reforms haven't haven't uh, you know materialized that is one thing the other thing that uh, uh, you know mr uh, when he talked about this uh, um, uh, i'm sorry ratan i have forgotten about uh, in my case in, in the civil. uniform civil code no and no, absolutely and here I want to say something which is very scientific, and I think it is, uh, and I want to harp on this because I think it's very important for Hindus to think of this. As far as I'm concerned, in Hinduism, religion is an offshoot of the way of life. In Islam, way of life is an offshoot of religion. So that distinction is very important for Hindus to understand because only in the case of Hinduism you will have mutations. you will have the religion that has been an offshoot of a way of life you can mutate you can change the way of life you can reform so when mr says that uh, is anxious that ucc may, may bring upon uh, reforms that will be only be for hindus i am delighted because only those societies that progress are the ones that have that take up reforms others don't progress so diversity mutations that is what causes progress to change for example right now if hindus had not reformed we would still be having sati we would still be having a lot of other practices child marriages you know so the child marriage is uh, indian law for example a muslim uh, need not follow as i said the uh, the child marriage act it need in fact the high court in gujarat high court commanded the muslim to not look at the indian child marriage act and be able to marry uh, someone who had achieved puberty at 11 so you know something like that is blasphemous for a hindu so which society is better the society that reforms so i think in that sense we have to look at this in a in a new perspective that is if hindus are reforming that is good for us great uh, now uh, okay let me first anand, uh, the issue, ask, uh, the issue is one minute anand the issue is reforms through the society is welcome we have no issues but reforms through the state is what we are looking at and that is where we need to distinguish any of course any reforms is good reforms i i am with it but here we are particularly saying state cannot say i will reform only the hindu society or i will not uh, touch the other societies that is where we are debating so that's the only in point fact, in fact the hindu code bill was actually meant to be a uniform civil code it was reduced to right. hindu code bill if you read the stories of those time uh, and i still remember Adi. sorry ratan to interrupt because i want to get rahul and you remember the shabrimala judgment and i was for it and i have slightly changed my view because as i learned more about it and i talked to jsi and everything it was not really a discrimination but that's a, another matter what rahul had said and i written a piece on it as well rahul said it the next day now wait what will happen when people start about changing things in other religions that are discriminated towards women the same people who are hailing the shabrimala judgment are going to say no 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 let's and the same thing happened the next day pratap bhanu mehta wrote an article said that the state has right to uh, you know the judges did fantastic to deliver the shabrimala judgment but the state and the judges have no right to change the fact that women cannot be ordained as catholic priests that muslim women cannot enter all mosques wahan pe state or judges ko enter nahi karna hai lekin hindus ko reform karna i just wanted to add this good okay rahul you want to add anything yeah briefly on uh, uniform civil code i would i would have a differing note actually because you know when we are talking about indic values and or hindu values as such a uniform civil code uh, won't really come 
in line or it was with her, you know, Indic values where uh, different sampradayas or different people have different kind of, you know, uh, uh, standards, say whom they can marry and all. They, that also differs from, uh, you know, one Hindu uh, sampradaya to other. So in that sense, strictly speaking, you know, going back to the original topic of this debate, UCC as such uh, is not purely Bhartiya perspective. It's more of a, you know, the name itself says uniform. So it's it's like, uh, you know, uh, having a, uh, not, not respecting the diversity in, in, in or pluralism in, in uh, some sense. However, uh, I appreciate the fact that such a law is needed. Why it's needed? Uh, because I think, you know, what you need is a uniform, you, you call it uniform civil code or whatever. It, it should be basically a, a law that prevails over all other private laws in case of a dispute. So say, suppose uh, today a Hindu woman uh, uh, marries a Muslim man and then, okay, fine, out of her own sweet will or the way they put it, she converts to Islam. And uh, five years down the line, the marriage breaks up. Now she should have all the rights to demand a compensation or a, uh, or a damage or you know di a divorce according to this uniform civil code, even if she has converted to Islam. So in case of uh, dispute resolution, if one party chooses that this UCC should supersede the personal laws. That's how I would put it, rather than, you know, uh, abolish all the personal laws, which, which could be some, some of the sub-Hindus laws as well, and go for one uniform civil code. I would rather say have a, one code that is uh, uh, taken as a dispute resolution code. I will just quote a nugget because you talked of Sabrimala. Senior advocate Arvind Data wrote, it is interesting to note that Article 26 is derived from Article 44 of Irish Constitution which is derived from article uh, of 1937. This article 44 in turn was based on article 114 of constitution of Poland 1921. The concept of religious denomination is a Judeo-Christian origin and used in content of defining denominations that exist in Christianity. Yet we apply to India where follows a Dharma are a majority. This was the clause on which Sabrimala judgment was given. Hanji, Kusumrata Didi, you it's a very rare occasion. Very short time, Anand, just 10 seconds. Okay, in 10 seconds, I'll say I disagree with Rahul. But I think then you can go out and have a kiss fight. JNK, you can't See, Rahul UCC should be over and above the other things. So it would be a resolution go-to thing. I think I think that would be a disaster because you can't have 300 million Indians uh, disregarding UCC and carrying on with polygamy, carrying on with co-sanguine marriages, carrying on with child marriages. That will have a horrible repercussion to the rest of the country. And I'm not just saying it that it's only, for example, when MRV talked of polygamy, do you know, MRV, that there are four times as many Hindus who indulge in polygamy as Muslims? When I talked about same, uh, you know, uh, same blood marriages like marrying cousins. Now, of course, according to me, it should be banned because it is not a matter of consenting adults. When you know that there is so much more uh, greater risk 
of having an offspring which would be suffering horrible genetic disorders at least 17 to 20% more risk you are bringing a baby into this world knowing that risk i think that you know that is criminal now that happens in many south indian uh, cases as well as much as in in muslim marriages in the third instance when i talked about child child marriages so all those things are going to affect the rest of the country you can't have a, a huge chunk of our population saying kare tum ucc man lo hum to jaise chale aa rahe hain hum waise chale aayenge no i think that would be a disaster okay no, i saying... think i'm getting from from the back side that time is over so i would request mr venkatesh either to get the time extended from shri and uh, in the meanwhile <laughs> no yeah, i think MRI i think we done i think we are done fairly two hours of intense discussion i think we should stop also we can't be trusting ourselves this is a very interesting debate this can go on for hours together with people like anand so we should we should also limit ourselves we can have it any other day any other time we'll stop here sir but only one thing i just wanted to point out article 22 which talks about preventive detention it's again a very unconstitutional after article 20 when you read 22 it is going from uh, a very developed country like say america uh, to sierra leone or some other country Uh, you know, Article Twenty One, Twenty Two would be directly in contrast with each other, but that is the level to which we have written this Constitution also. But let me sum it up one way: that the basic ingredient of the Bharatiya would have come had we written this Constitution in any Indian language, be it Tamil, be it Hindi, be it Sanskrit, be it Bengali. Unfortunately, we wrote it in a British uh, language, the English language, and probably we retained all the essence of Englishmen. and forgot about our bharatiyata so starting point for the next generation to be writing a new constitution would be if at all we have to have a written constitution probably the first step would be to write it in a indian language rather than a foreign language that would solve much of the problem i'll close this discussion with the following comment did you aapko kuch kehna tha okay i'll make with a closing comment which is from dindyal upadhyay he says but one thing is clear that many institutions will yield place to the new ones this will adversely affect those who have vested interest in the old institutions some others who are by nature averse to change will also suffer by efforts of reconstruction but diseases must be treated with medicine therefore we shall have to discard the status quo mentality and usher in a new era indeed our effect at reconstruction need not be clouded by prejudice against or disregard for all that is inherited from the past on the other hand there is no need to cling to the past institutions and traditions which have outlived their utility this is a this is a quote from dindyal upadhyay ji whom many people from the so called progressive society believe that the sangha and the bjp belong to some orthodoxy of some stone age so this shows that we are all open right on dr ambedkar to dindyal upadhyay we are open to change we are open to uh, new ideas in the society Uh, if uh, shri ayer allows we can take a few questions otherwise we can uh, say goodbye thank you very much uh, to all the panelists and ratan sharda ji for doing a wonderful job of hosting this session and we just have a, a couple of questions i'll have one question can you please bring up the question please mandar karnik wants to know what are some of the key provisions we need to immediately abolish in the constitution ratan sharda ji you decide who should be answering the question mr venkatesh the right person okay it is not as much as abolishing the existing provisions it is like adding uh, newer provisions that i will be more interested 
Of course, 25 to 25, 25 to 30 requires a relook. 22 requires a relook. Uh, there are several other interstate relationships which require a relook. But more importantly, adding more uh, Bharatiya values into the constitution is what I'm looking at rather than deleting it. All right. Next question from Alangara Abhishek. Why can't we have a decentralized and open system in our country? Is it too much to ask? Somebody else is controlling my mic. Okay, mm -hmm. not so yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I suspect it was MRV. He didn't want me to speak, so he was always controlling my mic. <laughs> so not I you. <laughs> no, but uh, does he mean by giving, uh, introducing, injecting more federalism in India? I mean, I think we have a lot of federalism, to be honest. If at all, I think one has to be uh, very resolute in one's decision making and reduce the federalism. And I, we don't have time to go into it, but I think federalism, too much federalism is destroying, uh, you know, what our society is. It is forcing people to move from one state to the other. Because of too much federalism, one state is not following what is just and moral and right, and the other state is. Great. Yes, Shri. Um, I think that's all for questions. Uh, our apologies to those who missed out. There, uh, We can go on for another 45-50 minutes. I think we, we have covered most of it, and I think there's a lot to ponder for everyone. And uh, Ratan Chadarji, I just want to leave the panel with one thought. There was the story of a Chora king called Manu Nidhi Choran. He is supposed to have born in 235 before common era. And he had a dharam ganta outside his court. And anybody who felt that injustice was done to them could come and ring that bell. And the king would find out what it was and fix it. So one day, a cow came and pulled the bell. And the king didn't know what the cow uh, was crying about. The cow had tears in her eyes. And, and somebody who had seen what had happened came to the king and said, uh, Sir, your son drove his chariot over her calf. And she wants justice for that. And Manunidhi Choran then said, The only justice for this crime is that my son be subjected to the same uh, thing that he did to the cow and his son was put under the chariot and he died. Now, this is Manusmriti because that's why he was called Manunidhi Choran because he, he followed Manusmriti. Now, I'm wondering if our framers looked at the Manusmriti while framing the constitution. It's an open question. All of us can ponder about it. Maybe another day we can all come back and answer this. Whether this just was in the... Yeah, go ahead. I will just answer this in a second. Manunidhi Choran's short form stands for MNC. And we look at MNCs for answers. <laughs> Was there a king like, called MRV? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but Manunidhi Choran uh, was a great uh, example. But unfortunately, we have reduced it to MNC. That is the problem. Well, uh, Ratan Shadaji, if you want to say something in conclusion, I think I'm done. Please. Uh, I just please want to thank yeah. everybody, all the panelists, and uh, they have done wonderful discussion and it has been very, very 
and everybody has his or her say and i think everybody learn from each other so this is a wonderful discussion and shri thank you so much for your hosting and thanks the your entire team and uh, let's celebrate the next republic day with much more open uh, mind and much more open ideas thank you so much jai thank you thank you sir thank you